Welcome back to another episode of the Pop Culture Council, the podcast where we talk about books, games, TV shows, movies, theatre and everything in between. I am your host Tyler and I am joined by my two co-hosts today. Jabu. And Jordan. (laughs) 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 This is so forced. (laughs) We we have a very special guest on with us today, our friend. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Amara. Nice to have you on the pod with oh, us no, today, Amara. Thanks for having me, I'm excited. In, our, in the absence of Jordan. In the absence of Jordan, he is away when duty calls. When duty Personal calls. life calls, he has to be away. <laughs> I think I'm a perfect replacement, personally. But well, we'll find like out. Like for like. Yeah. Nah, you can never replace Jordan. <laughs> no, Let's just impossible, make that clear. Impossible. Let's just make that clear, you impossible. can't replace Jordan. But you'll you, you do. You yeah. will do for today. I'll Particularly think. for what we're talking about, because you shared the experience with us. I know. Yeah. Should we get into it? Let's just go straight into it. Okay. Cool. Well, do you want to tell us a bit about you, Mara? Sure. So, absolutely love games and reading and film and stuff. I recently actually got a Nintendo Switch, which I'm absolutely obsessed with. Love to hear. I know. I didn't know how difficult it would be to play Mario Bros, but here I am, absolutely <laughs> dying every round. <laughs> Level one. <laughs> no, it's actually tragic. I'm actually quite embarrassed. Isn't this a children's game? <laughs> What's going on? Oh my god. Yeah, so it's not going well. But what else have you played on your Switch? Stardrew Valley. Stardrew Valley. Star. Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Yeah, Stardew Valley. It's great. My farm is thriving. I must say. I bet it is. No, absolutely thriving. I've got two cows, four chickens. It's a great game for anyone listening. I'm selling it. Nice, nice. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. yeah, let's, let's, let's <laughs> yeah, go straight guys, into it. Guys. It's awful. No one wants to listen anymore. Everyone's turned off. Uh, let's get into the episode. Yeah, let's see. Right. So today... Um, <laughs> the people that are still listening. Sorry, sorry. Go on, go on, go on. Yeah. So today was National Cinema Day in the UK, where we reside... And uh, cinema tickets were super cheap, so the three of us went to see three movies today, which was draining, but it was good. Yeah, got us caught up on all the the latest and greatest, or maybe not so great, stuff. Ooh. Ooh, uh, Let's talk about it. So we we saw Blue Beetle, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, and The Equalizer 3, which is the most recent one that has just come out this week. Thoughts? What was your favourite one? And then we'll go in and kind of talk about each one in a bit more detail. Ooh, uh, mine was definitely Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Seriously? Mutant, Mutant Mayhem. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think that's the one I enjoyed the most. Mine. You guys weren't sitting with me during that no. one. If you were sat with me, I think it wouldn't surprise you. Really? Yeah. What What about it was so good? No, no, no. What, 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 what was your favourite? Okay. Let's do it over Sorry. This. Yeah. You're ready to cut into me. I know. I'm just so shocked. But no, I think... I'm struggling between Blue Beetle and The Equalizer 3. I think Blue Beetle tops it, though. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is actually your bottom. Yeah. Wow. By far. By far. Wow. Yeah. Jokes just went over her head. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and Tyler? Oh, goodness. Um, I think mine might have been Blue Beetle, actually. So, uh, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I have to say Equalizer 3 is probably bottom of the barrel for me today. Ooh. Not to say it was bad. Let's Not talk surprising. about it. Let's talk about yeah. it. All right, let's do the one we watched first, Blue Beetle. Just go in order of what we watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue Beetle, yeah. Okay, so spoilers for the movie ahead. Blue Beetle from this point on. So if you care about that kind of thing, change to the next timestamp, turn off, do what you got to do. The movie had a $104 million budget. It's expected to make $120 million overall that's it's currently at really, like 85 kind that's of up to really 90. not that good it's very disappointing poor box office performance considering barbie did what like barbie is currently sitting at about one th- one billion three hundred and fifty million and oppenheimer's coming up on 800 million at the box office which is also very impressive blue beetle has done 80 something <laughs> that's incredible yeah, that's yeah. that's huge that's a huge discrepancy and it's just the past five DC movies that Warner Brothers have released have all done similarly in terms of box office performance. It's just been really, really poor showing from them. And understandably, I think people are starting to get a bit sick of DC's content at the moment. Yeah. It's just... But why? What's wrong with it? They have a world of potential and things that they could do. Like, I don't know if you saw The Batman with Robert Pattinson. No, we didn't um, actually. But that was an amazing example of what a DC film could be. Mm. Quality. Um, Dark Knight trilogy. The Dark Knight. But you could claim that's because of Nolan, but still. 
But anyway, there's like a whole backlist of characters and they could make it really dark and cool. And they are kind of doing a soft reboot of the DC universe. The Joker's another example of yeah. when it's Joker. really good. Joaquin mm. Phoenix. The past few of just like Black Adam and Maybe. Shazam 2. What I was saying to you guys when we were coming up, we were like, oh, let's save it for the pod. Even Flash. Very meaty. Blue Beetle was good, but it was like seven years late in terms of superhero movies. If this had come out around the time, like... Longer than seven years, though, I think. <sighs> they missed the mark by, like, a decade, probably. Yeah. Think about where we are now, 2023. When did, like, the first Avengers film come out? 2012. Oh, oh long, yeah. It would need, to be honest, they could have got away with it even, like, Ultron times, I feel like. Yeah, like a 2015. <sighs> it was just before, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But between, like, 20, 2008 to, mm. like, 2014 or so... That's like the that film would have done incredibly if it had come out then. It would have, I think, it would have smashed so many different records and stuff because I think it was really good for back then. You're too late, bro. You you missed the mark. Like we've already got like seven of those type of films which are really good and funny and origin stories and stuff, but we don't really need them anymore. Okay, we're done with them. True. I mean, if you think about it, there's actually nothing materially new about what we've just watched today, except for the except for the uh, the character yeah the ip character but even the character like becoming we've got his jokes from yeah. other places we've got the suit making from somewhere else mm. we've got this from some do you know what i mean this they is... even reference sorry they mm -hmm. even i reference iron man in the film as well yeah it's like, literally like oh like iron man this is basically like iron man yeah. like, what are you gonna say yeah i think <sighs> even i was sitting next to you and i was like when the dad was talking to him about like oh i need to find my purpose it's like oh he's gonna die exactly. and he's gonna then say oh this is my purpose i'm meant to exactly. like guide you through whatever mm. and it's just there were so many moments in it that were so predictable one thing i did think was going to happen was the i don't even know his name the lieutenant ranger rick whatever his name is. uh the ranger lieutenant guy rick. who was like the bodyguard ranger. of the the, the, <laughs> Rick, the lieutenant guy of the main antagonist i thought he was going to defect much earlier i thought he was going to be like oh let's turn good much earlier in the movie but he did it as like a like the last ditch effort after he, he nearly killed the kid yeah literally but i like when he did that though i think it was perfect it was but i do think it was predictable mm. as well did you think so. it was predictable yeah or I think it was when he was looking at the locket. Actually, earlier on, when she put her hand up towards him to be like, "Remember, what I'm yeah. doing," and then you saw the contempt she ha he had for her. Yeah, that is. It's true like, oh, okay, so you're going to kill her at some point. Good to know. I there's a lot of just kinders. Mm. Let's talk about the general kind of premise of the movie before yeah. we get into our opinions. So, Jabu, do you want to? So there's essentially a it's called a scarab, and it is this alien out of world technology and it was left to uh, basically this big corporation essentially cord industries yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. cord industries stark industries main enterprises main enterprises <laughs> and no they're basically trying to replicate the technology from it to be able to create these super suits for the company where they'll have an army and then they can sell the technology and make loads of money and stuff and be in control so this kid somehow like comes into contact with it through one of the um ex-members of the organization who was asked to leave she's like the father of, she's the daughter of the ex-ceo the, the ex-ceo mm. jenny jenny cord mm. and he comes into contact with it the scarab chooses him and then it essentially it molds itself into his body so it goes into his skin and gives him these this suit essentially which allows him to fly and have all these powers and stuff and technology which can like iron man-esque technology kind of mm. thing and it's like in him though so he can't take it off and so a lot of the film is him like kind of learning how to come to grips with it in terms of how to use it but then also they are chasing him for it because now the scarab is unlocked because the scarab chooses who it will mold to or like be become one with <clears throat> it's now chosen him and so but it's not completely they're not completely synced and so it takes it took her like basically the length of the movie for them to become synced but during that they're also looking for him trying to now capture him because he's unlocked it and so they can now use it to create their army of super bots and um, kind of omac omac one man army call and so it's basically this struggle um where they're like trying to get things which will help them to unlock 
unlock the key to understanding the scarab more because the ex CEO, so Jenny's father, had some like information on it, but they're also being hunted. And then Jamie or Heine, 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 Jaime, his family also getting involved. So their house gets like burnt down when mm. the cord fam, when the, the the cords or the cord industry people come and like come looking for Jaime, burn down his house and kill his dad and that kind of thing um and then it ultimately kind of ends with a big battle where between the ranger rick guy um and jaime and he kind of learns how to use the the scarab properly um kind of beats him chooses not to kill him then ranger rick kind of turns good Mm. essentially and then kills the ultimate villain in the yeah. film by killing himself as well. And then there's like a romance subplot with Jenny, the kind of XEO's daughter, and yeah. Jaime, the um, the Blue Beetle himself. So, yeah. yeah, overall it ends up being like a yeah, happy ending kind we of thing. We all win. The, all the community come together and help them rebuild their house and stuff. It's nice, but yeah. yeah, like we said, I think very predictable. I mean, there's little bits of it that, that I did enjoy. Yeah, I the, think... So go on, Amara. Yeah, like the bringing in of like the Mexican culture, the choosing of actually having their language there. Yeah. And so we're reading the subtitles. It's really good. Shows I actually cried in the theater and cinema. What bit did you cry at? When uh, dad died. Oh yeah. It was sad. It was was actually sad. I actually felt the emotion. Because it was like, everyone was a bit uncertain about what was going on. They were all kind of split up and stuff. Exactly. Like Jamie's getting taken. So the sister's watching Jamie get taken whilst her father's just had the second heart attack and is basically about to die. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what to do in this situation. Oh yeah, because he had a heart attack at the beginning of the movie. Exactly. So the family's already unstable. All of this has happened because of Jenny. And, then, and know, now, and then you were saying, "Oh, you've done enough. Leave us alone." Yeah, and literally when she said, "I know what we can do. Go away. You've done enough. Like you've done enough." But her intentions were never like malicious towards them or anything. She was always no. like, uh, "Yeah, trying to do for the team kind of thing. Trying to do what was right." Yeah, I mean, none of this would happen if they just didn't open the box to begin with. Yeah, that is true. That's very true. Yeah, she said, "Leave it alone." She literally said, "Leave she it said, alone." Don't open it. So, in in a way, it's their fault. The dad's dead. <laughs> <laughs> one thing i did really really like about the movie was the family dynamic and i thought that was quite different we don't really normally heroes are like these stoic beings who are kind of on their own and i think much like spider-man a lot of the reason why people uh relate and identify with that character so much is because they're a human and they have like real human problems and they you know have to have family dynamics or they have problems with like girlfriends boyfriends whatever so kind of like shang chi that's like a big good part of Shang-Chi was the family dynamic. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And I think particularly in Hispanic cultures a lot of the time it is very like family oriented. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I think it was a it was a nice touch and like a lot of the characters really added to the movie as well like the uncle. <laughs> I was going to say Rudy. Yeah. Oh, uncle Rudy, that guy was so funny. Perfect. I think I think it captured family being family. Yeah. Without like without any embarrassment where your mom or your dad or your uncle or your auntie or your sister will just do things to maybe embarrass you or because they don't care this is this is our family but you as high as Jaime will feel oh why are you embarrassing me that kind of thing but they're just family being authentically family yeah, so yeah. I think they captured that really well and as you said I think each character of the family brought something so like the sister I think had a really good relationship with her brother but then yeah. also kind of bantered him on the side of the family as well which was nice and then the mum being very caring and just all she cared about was just trying to make sure he was okay but also trying to help the family come together and then obviously the uncle is just a bit wild and does yeah. his own thing the but grandma's like part of the revolution let's not forget about Nana <laughs> she was proper on it <laughs> that was <laughs> when, corny when she was like spraying everyone with the oh, she was on so it. corny yeah that was something you were saying <laughs> so corny it. you thought like, the whole grandma thing was a bit very cringe like I think it was funny but there was certain elements where it became quite corny it's like ah oh, please I'm cringing at this mm. do you think it added or took away from the film it didn't do anything the, the film would have still been good without it oh. yeah because it still showcased the family element it didn't have na- didn't need Nana with a massive machine gun like <laughs> gunning down a bunch of people and be like now we can go it wasn't needed the but. jokes were good uh, yeah. it was and the yeah I think the acting really helped that along as well mm. made it really really funny 
But I do, I do get what you're saying. Though. Yeah, no, that's fair. I definitely get what you're saying. Yeah. I like that it was political though. There was a lot of political. Oh. <laughs> you imperialist. Oh, in what regard? There were so many political statements throughout the film. I was like, wow, down with capitalism is essentially <laughs> what they said. Um, it's very like community yeah. socialist very much yeah. oh 100% DC's of making a statement clearly big corporation saying down with capitalism Woo. but essentially <laughs> <laughs> no so they mentioned the whole US and Mexican sort of situation and I think this was uh, Uncle Rudy said this essentially saying oh we can't do anything because they'll ask for your document and lock us up like they lock up every Mexican mm. and then there was this comment they made to Jenny about like shouldn't you be mining coal from a developing country? Like what you're doing here. Yeah, that was a good one as well. Great. That was a great, that yeah. was a great line. It's the way it was, deli- that was again one of Uncle Rudy's lines. Yeah. It was hilarious. He had man. great one-liners throughout. Mining coal from yeah. a developing No, it was good. It did well to actually provide family dynamics, appreciation for like a his- the Hispanic culture, as well as being like having some political statements that weren't too... On the nose. Yeah. I get I get what you mean by there are some cringe moments though. Like there yeah. was another one that I can think of where when you know when they went to the uh, cord industries and like overtook the CCTV system and everything <laughs> to like alert the Ranger Rick about it. Mm. The guy just picked up a phone and then he was like, Ranger Rick, they're here. Didn't kind of thing. They're anything, here. nothing. Was, well, is Ranger Rick always just on the line? Yeah. Like <laughs> it was just a, and it was like a big red phone that was like, ah. Oh. Use in emergencies, it might, have, might as well have said on the screen. Like. And then th- there was that bit where you were questioning how he got back into the room without his... Oh, yeah. You know, Jenny scanned uh, to get the scarab in the first place. She yeah. stole that guy's card and scanned it. Unless yeah. it was a different guy. No, it was, the, it was same the same guy. And then he came back into the room. How did he get there if his card wasn't in his oh. possession? Because oh. she stole the card from him. Exactly. Oh, gosh, that's quite... To then alert the building that has been stolen. Yeah. Mm. Doesn't make sense. No. Unless in the time he realised he'd lost his card and then got an emergency one. No. But then he would have known. <laughs> he would have alerted yeah. everyone that like, they My just, I have high level access, so like, exactly. just lock it down now. Exactly. But he could have just lost it. spending time at the admin centre again. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a fair To be card. honest, if, that, if it took that long, it would have taken a long time to do it all. So she would have got out the building in time. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. The fight on the road... The, that first time when they I had that fight on the road that. it reminded me of Iron Man 1 a lot yeah uh, you know when he's fighting Iron Monger yeah and they're like throwing cars and stuff like that he should have easily be he would have he, like, he easily beat him he just didn't know really what he was doing yeah no. but, but I liked that I did like that yeah I agree it's like as, as a watcher I'm there like just fight him but I think it adds to yeah. the movie mm. in general so. yeah again I think there were a lot of similarities that borrow from other movies and I don't know because I know Blue Beetle is quite an old hero so I don't know yeah, if, he is. if though if traditionally the characters I'm about to refer to actually borrow from Blue Beetle but in terms of the cinematic world there were a lot of I, I got a lot of Deadpool vibes from the fighting and I don't know his mask like the eyes in his mask seem a bit similar to that there were obviously Iron Man similarities, as you alluded to earlier. Spider-Man jokey. Spider-Man mm. quipping during the fighting. I made a note of that. And also the kind of voice in the suit is like, I think it's Karen uh, in Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Um, uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. And uh, another, again, another one. This one isn't really, it's kind of just a bit of a trope throughout cinema. But when T'Challa, Black Panther, goes to the land of the ancestors and sees we his called dad it. and everything. We so called like, it. He's going to see his dad. We called it. <laughs> But it was, well, we weren't sure if he, maybe he saw his dad in the land of the dead, which, yeah, which I, we're not sure if it was, but if it was, that would have been quite cool. Yeah. Another nice cultural touch. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah, healing, we're not sure. He, healing factor as well, which is like obviously a Deadpool and Wolverine thing. Mm-hmm. But that might just be the character. Yeah. Don't know I mean, I assume it is just the character, probably. but. Oh, you're saying if the original character was taken, has taken this from. Yeah, I, I wonder. Not sure, I don't yeah. know. But I've only seen Blue Beetle in. But yeah, he's in the DC uh, DC animated universe, and he yeah, he's not like a big part of it kind of thing. He's just part of the team, and like he's kind of has a bit of back and forth with Damon Wayne and stuff. But it's like similar, but it's more it's further down the line where he's able to use the suit well and that kind of thing. So I wonder if they're like planning to make like a 
DC, like a, not DC, like a Teen Titans thing, maybe. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Like, but then they're also going down the new road of the new DC universe. So oh, so that could it, be. Part I don't even know if this is part. I, I'm not actually too sure. I don't even know if this is part of the. And it reference like Gotham and Superman. Like he went to uni in Gotham yeah. University College. Talks about Superman. So it's like, which Superman are we talking about? <laughs> which Batman are we talking about? <laughs> That's another thing I think they just lost casual viewers from that. It's like, where does this sit? Like, I don't, I don't really know anymore. And it's hard because actors just have actors have left, so we don't know which Spider-Man, which Superman they're referencing, which Batman they're referencing. It's just. I was thinking when they went into the basement where they're like all the old Blue Beetle stuff was oh Ted, Ted called like Jenny's dad, and they saw all the old suits and how he was obsessed with the Scarab and everything. Batman. I was thinking it's like the Batcave. And could exactly. you imagine they like linked up and did like a that would be cool Wayne and Cord Enterprise thing? That would be really cool. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think. I would have just preferred this film if I was a lot young. Like, if it came out a while ago. In a different time. Not when I was younger, but yeah, I was younger a while ago. But if it had come out in a different time, basically, because we've seen it. Yeah. I felt like we've seen it, but it did do well in bringing, making a good film. Yeah. But it just felt like we'd seen this before. Mm. So you would argue basic storyline, but it's done well. It's done, it's, it was done well. Yeah. It was funny. Like, it was very enjoyable. Yeah. But it just felt like... We've seen this. It came it, what it's set to do, but it was nothing fresh. Mm. Nothing. What it's set to do wasn't incredible. Yeah. Okay. Is what I'm trying to say. So it achieved... Yeah, it achieved what it was set to do, but mm. the original... It just... The original plan just didn't... Like, yeah. it wasn't anything... I do think it was well-paced. It handled the comedy quite well. I agree. The acting was good. I agree. But in terms of the overarching, like, what is this going to do for superhero movies? Not Probably a lot. nothing. Not a yeah. lot. I mean, and not it, many people will watch it, which is a shame because it's actually a good film. Yeah, but people will miss it because it's just oh, DC Blue Beetle, oh, cool. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, what is this blue like Blue Beetle? Who is that yeah, kind of thing? They've now, never really heard of the character. Yeah. yeah. What were you gonna say? It comes from like an old comic though, so perhaps it does nothing new because it's they're trying to show an old comic. I suppose so, but so, I think you can have a fresh take on like a legacy character in a certain mm -hmm. way that like caters and adapts for modern audiences. And I don't think we're saying it's old because it's an old character. I think we're saying it felt like something that should have come out even 10 years ago or something. Yeah. So they're this. late. Yeah. Great yeah. concept too late. I think so. Like the first Iron Man or um yeah, like like a Man of Steel or something Man like of that. Man of Steel, yeah. Just yeah. So just, DC can't beat Marvel's what we're saying. At the moment, it doesn't no. seem like... It, they can when they make very standalone movies. So, like, the Joker, and mm. the Batman... And notice, it's when you lean into the darker side of DC that I think you start to get I results. Okay. Because Marvel are far more jokey, whimsical. Mm. And that's not to say you can't be, but... The yeah, best uh, ones are... The whacking phoenixes, but or like a good example Robert is Patterson. a good example is the Suicide Squad. You know James Gunn's one with Idris Elba. And oh yeah, Robin. that was good. That was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. But it was also had its funny moments. And mm. So yeah. okay, so DC makes good villain villains. They do make they do make villains. good villains, but they also make good heroes that who are, are dark, morally grey, or like yeah, a bit more like on the darker side. Yeah. So what are we giving it all out of ten then? That's always a question I ask. Blue Beetle gets a 6.4 from me. Yeah. Uh, is that you... Is that a 6.4 thinking about timings of a release or yeah. other films in mind and stuff? Yeah. Because it would be a lot higher if it wasn't thinking yeah. about other Superman. I think probably. I, I enjoyed the movie. It was good. I think it was funny when it needed to be funny. Like I said, the acting was good. The pacing was good. The plot was sim like simple but also relatively complex in the right places. So... Yeah, I enjoyed it, but it's just a bit too late for me. 6.4. What do you think, Amara? I don't know. I think I'd give it a 7. Wow. Yeah. But I'm just looking at it as someone who hasn't watched many of the other yeah. Marvel, Marvel films that I compare it. And it does it's it does it does it well. I, I hear it. It does well. I, I I don't dispute what you're saying. Yeah. I do hear it. I'm giving it a like a six point like a six, probably a six. I'll give it a strong six. It's a good film, but it just definitely. Yeah. I'd say definitely see it to people if they'd be interested in. Seeing very it. good, mm. very funny. 
It's a shame it won't do as well at the box office no. as it. It deserves yeah. to do better than, 100%. than that. 100%. It's one of DC's like more respectable entries recently. And it's a thing where I think if no one had, if someone hadn't watched, really watched a superhero film before, mm. I would, yeah, watch Blue Beetle. Yeah, yeah have a good time with it, for sure. 100%. It's a good intro to superhero films and stuff, but it, it's just when you have the other films in mind, it's a bit... Uh, mm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, Mutant now Mayhem. let's talk about a great <laughs> film. Let us talk about a great film. Spoiler warning for this movie once more. So if you haven't seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, skip ahead. Or if you don't care, listen ahead. <laughs> do what you got to do. Thoughts, feelings? I'll let you start. It was good. It was good. Yeah, that's all I can give you. No. Um, it was a decent... I think it does exactly what it needs to do. It was action-packed. It was funny. It, it was just simple as well, though. It was very predictable. But then again, I was surrounded by children, so <laughs> I guess... Yeah, nice. No. <laughs> nice. No, so I think the audience, its intended audience, yeah, appreciated it a lot. I don't know. I'm Out of all we've seen, it was the, the least impressive out of all of them. Least impressive? The least impressive. I think the animation. Oh, carry on. Sorry. Animations what? are no. Don't get me wrong. The animations were beautiful. What? Loved the graphics. All right. Before we talk about our thoughts and feelings on this one, let me quickly run through the plot, uh, just so we kind of get the vibe of it. So it opens up with this corporation, and this guy is working for this corporation. I don't know what the corporation are called. I don't know if anyone recalls, but oh, I can't remember. NRC, I think. Maybe. Effectively, this guy's making this serum which allows animals to be mutated and become effectively what the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are. Or, but you can do it on several different animals, basically anthropomorphizing the animal. He, at the start, he's doing it to kind of get acceptance from society because he's a bit of a, for want of a better word, a bit of a loser. He wants to like have friends and like a little community or whatever. So he wants to have like a, he's got this little fly and he wants to have like a rhino and all these different animals. The big corporation come to kind of seize the goods from him, but he kind of runs away and spills some of the, they call it ooze, <laughs> like down into the sewer and it falls onto these turtles and also uh, the rat, which a rat which we come to learn is actually Splinter, Master Splinter. And uh, it skips 15 years. The turtles have grown up. They're being looked after by Splinter. They're obsessed with the human world. They want to kind of be out there and, and see what it's about um, because... Splinter's kind of hidden them away from it because he's worried that they'd be in danger if they were involved. One day they're playing in the on the rooftop of one building and they happen to fall into contact with a human girl. She gets her bike stolen, they chase after it and beat up all the bad guys and then she she befriends them basically. And an overarching thing throughout this whole thing is there's a villain called the Superfly and he's like, crime rates are at an all-time high because of him. He's like, causing havoc in new york basically they come to find that this super fly guy is actually the fly that the original guy owned at the start and he's now a bit older as well and he's mutated he's voiced by ice cube which i thought was quite I cool, was really cool. <laughs> and he was really good he had like a jerry curl and everything <laughs> as in reference to yeah. ice cube being younger yeah. yeah which is cool and his whole kind of deal and why he hates humans is because again he feels like they won't accept them for who they are as the mutants. They look a bit weird. They're like these big human-like animals, basically. And he and a bunch of the other mutant animals who are also made by this guy want to kill all the humans and then just spread the <laughs> the ooze across the, across the globe, basically, and make a bunch of... So the world is mutant animals, basically. Mm. And obviously the TMNT well, are having none of it. Um, and them, alongside the help of this girl that they've befriended, effectively fight against it. And then there's also kind of a secondary antagonist who's this CEO of this company mm. who is... What's her deal? What, 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 why is she remember. trying to... I'm trying to remember her from the... Well, from the TV show, but in the film anyway, she's just trying to like... She was chasing the man at the beginning um, who made the Teenage Mutant Ninja Oh, she, she wanted the ooze so she could... From like, the beginning. So she could um, effectively, like, weaponize it and make... Yeah. And, and sell it to the army, basically. And so you could have, like, snake men slithering through behind enemy lines or mm. loads they, of... But like, they didn't manage to get the man's stuff. No. And then when they realized Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were here, they're like, oh, we can... <laughs> take them, milk, milk them. Milk them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite funny. 
Um, and um, then they obviously end up defeating the big bad fly. What's his name? Superfly. Superfly. And then... With the help of all of the... With all his cohorts. The, the other mutants who actually defected for their, their loyalty from him. Beat him. And then it's kind of left on a, a cliffhanger of like, they're going to probably, if they make another film, it will probably be against... Um, Shredder. Shredder, who is yeah. the known, kind of the known... He's like the arch enemy of the... From the TV the show, yeah. And the comics, yeah. And the comics. So, yeah, what are your thoughts? You start us off, Tyler. I think this was a real... Like I was saying about how you can do a really fresh take on a, like legacy characters and legacy IP about Blue Beetle. I think this was a really fresh, like new modern take, which was like still kind of paid respect to what the actual original kind of concept of the uh, the franchise is. So... I enjoyed it a lot. I, I thought it was really good. I think it was really funny and it was very character driven. It didn't, the, I think it was fine that the plot was very simple. I think it was fine because the characters made it so funny. And mm. it, what carried us through the film was the jokes and the quirks and the interactions of the characters and the brothers and then the music like when Superfly came in and they were playing you're not Superfly uh, yeah, yeah. by Bruno Mars and uh, Gucci Mane and stuff and like I think it was just very clever and so that meant that the plot didn't need it, it, it didn't need to be all all this all over mm. the place because it was it did what it, it went to do yeah like it was driven by something which wasn't the plot which is fine yeah and I think one of my favorite parts was just the in well just through the film was the interactions between the brothers. I think it was so good where they're just bouncing off each other, they're bantering, they're kind of like ignoring, they make fun of people like of each other and it felt like what for if there were like quadruplets. Yeah, what, how they would be. How they would be if you were like in the room with them kind of just listening to them talking. And I thought it was so funny. And like they themselves were so funny when they were interacting with different people, and then Leonardo had his little crush on what's her April. name? April on April. Yeah, I, I think, think she was, was a cool character. I was going to say I think it was really good that April wasn't like she wasn't kind of the conventional love interest in Hollywood kind of mm, thing. She yeah, wasn't totally. the um, that she they talk about her being bullied at school, exactly. and she has like almost crippling anxiety at certain points and stuff. So, but for her to still be made the love interest and the the person that Leonardo has his affections towards, I think was really good because it takes us away from stereotypes and stuff. So, and I think she was great as well. I think she was really funny. She yeah. um, was loyal when they thought they'd, she'd abandoned them, but then yeah. she came back with the father. And I, I think she was a great character. And I think it was just such a good film. It was so good. Like the, mu I think the music as well, like they were but playing classics. Speaking about the music, I think that, um, when they first kind of are getting intel on um, the on Superfly and no diggity's playing, oh. and they're like <laughs> like running through loads of that, that reminded a, me that of that was a really cool scene. Deadpool, you know when he's looking at the big in the first Deadpool. Oh, when he jumps into the car. And, and he's, no, when he's like, where's um? Oh, what's the name of the band? Ajax? Yeah, but what's Ajax's? Oh, Francis. Where's oh, Francis? Is it Francis? Yeah, where's <laughs> Francis? And you know when he's like fighting bare people yeah, looking yeah, for Francis? Yeah, 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 yeah. It kind of reminded me of that. But yeah, that scene was very cool. And again, I think we're seeing a change in the cinema landscape at the moment where a lot of these animated movies in loads of different styles people are trying are really taking off and getting the respect that I think they deserve, honestly. Like, I think animation is a really viable form of cinema that often gets overlooked because it's just seen as for kids or where, and yes this one was targeted to kids but we've got things like across the spider-verse as well which had recently come out and done amazingly and i think even though it was targeted for kids i think the topics that it touches on are relevant for adults yeah and people who are old like yeah. talking about like acceptance like that's a topic that everyone feels mm. and no matter who you are people want to feel accepted within their community or within the people that are around them. And that yeah. is such a relevant topic for every human, I believe. And so this is the, like, if I had a kid, for example, this is definitely the kind of film I'd want them to be re like the kind of way I was watching and rewatching like Toy Story or whatever mm. is the kind of film I'd want them to always, like I want to walk in and they're just, oh yeah, that's the kind of thing. This mm. is, this is a problem I had with the movie actually. I don't think it is, it, it can't be timeless. 
there's there are too uh, many references to current culture for it to be like Toy true. Story. Like, that's I, I actually true. I was writing down every time they said something. I've got them here. They, that is, that's a good. Riz. That, that's like, a good point. They Riz. They're talking about Riz. <laughs> they talking about Mark Ruffalo and Avengers Endgame. Very specific, like mm. common, like um, recent reference. Attack on Titan. They talk. They spoke about TikTok. Mm. They spoke about Gru and Megamind. <laughs> Let's think about Roku, which is like a streaming platform. Forza Horizon, the mm. game. BTS, K-pop, IRL. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like abbreviations. They had Ratatouille. They had reference to Akira. Also, the the cardboard cutout of Chris Pine. But they, I thought they were going to do a joke because it was Chris Pine, Chris Pratt, and Chris um, Evans. But I think it was supposed to just be unsaid. It was yeah, mm. unsaid um, thing, but. Yeah, there's too. I, 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 I think be a joke as well. I think there's too many references that's a good to point. modern culture for it to be, and that's why I, I don't like that about movies when they do that. I really yeah. don't because without that, this movie could have been. I'm not going to say it's akin to Toy Story in its quality, but it could have been like a more of a timeless thing, and it's a shame that to, is a, to me. That, that, that's a fair point. I, I get why they do it, but. and even things like we outside <laughs> or Broski, oh. Broskini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably why I don't like it that much. Then it's this. It's trying really hard to be funny, but I don't think it tried hard. Uh, no, but just I don't ra- think it, I don't think it wasn't I funny. Don't, I did. I, it did try hard. Yeah. It was funny. There was times I was definitely laughing. Don't get me wrong. But you didn't but think it was that funny? It was. F- I don't know why. I just don't. I wasn't a big fan of it. I was watching it. I was like, I appreciated the music. Loved the animations. Looked great. But overall, I was like... The interactions between the brothers. With the dad. It's great. I'm so glad. He- I think I just found it so predictable that I just couldn't get, I just couldn't get with it. Fair and enough. you didn't feel that about Blue Beetle? Yeah, it was just there was so much more going on. Blue Beetle, su- Blue Beetle sucked you in with the emotion. You did, of course. You were, oh, when, you, when, you, when you cry in a film, oh, I was like, yeah, yeah it's it's away, over. Yeah, no, because it did so much more. So it, it had a simple plot where I could kind of guess what would happen, but the family dynamics and like the love. This didn't have a family dynamic. This didn't have a love interest. Oh, it absolutely did. <sighs> this didn't have a love interest. It did. Just, this didn't have a family dynamic. I just wasn't a fan even master splinter the dad yeah was i think a great character in his learning to Mm. understand your kids and you think you know what's best for them Mm. but then really you maybe have to adjust based on their experiences because your experiences are one thing and how that shaped you but then trying to enforce that on your kids never works and you just have to learn to Especially when, it's root, especially when it's rooted in hatred and, mm. and exactly. non-acceptance almost. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think he was a great character, one to learn for the parents, mm. where it's like, you're not always going to be able to control your kids, but you can love them and try and help them. Yeah. I like that they had a more paternal take on the character because I th- uh, my understanding, I'm not super well-versed, but it's traditionally he's more like kind of like a sensei master yeah, kind of yeah. training them in the arts. And he does do that in this, but he's also like very he's much a fatherly father. figure yeah. to them, which is nice. It it's had everything that you I said know. you liked to about be, Blue uh, Let me not be a, not uh, it. It's fine. Let me not be a hater. It's a good... So I'm not getting It's it. a good animation for parents and children. Because I found that there was things there that children liked and enjoyed, and there were other things where parents were laughing in the cinema. I was like, yeah, it it was a it's a good family show. Like it's a good family film. There was language in it though, which surprised me. There were when? like when a couple of oh. S bombs B A. Yeah, a couple of swears. Like they said, oh, or like this pissed me off or something like that at one point. I can't remember that. No. And I think there was like like a proper swear word in there. I don't know what it was though. I can't remember. You fell asleep though. It was that bad. You froze her. Let's expose her. Shame her. Five minutes. She fell asleep. That's probably why you weren't even following. But it was so simple, no? I I was following. Uh, I fell asleep and I still caught up. (laughs) And we... (laughs) No, I, to be fair, like for me, it's not. It's one that I'm happy I've watched, but would will not rewatch. Really, no. ever again, unless if I have kids and like they want to watch. I'm like, yeah, this is something good. <laughs> You'd say it was good to them though. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what I said at the beginning. Great for kids. I thought an interesting thing was I found it difficult to see who was who in the because you know they have the iconic like different colors. 
I think the the way the thing was, the animation was done, it felt like quite washed out where like the blues look similar to the purple and the red looks similar to the orange to me. I don't know. Did you not feel that, guys? No. Interesting. No, I didn't get that. Maybe you need to get... <laughs> Maybe I need to get my eyes checked or something. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm colorblind. No, but... honestly, I... I... No. I didn't struggle with that, and I I've also felt like their head shapes, the, yeah, head shapes, body so that, parts. That, that is how I told them apart for some reason. Uh, like, and they also on their belts they had yeah. like letters for who they are, which obviously but is the, fine. But the like, colors, I found it easier to tell who they were at the end when they took off their things and they were just wearing their colors. Really? In and stuff. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. No, yeah. no I, really? I can't say no. Okay, interesting. No. <laughs> Sounds like a you problem. Maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> If you guys felt like you were, like, what one do you feel like you have the biggest affinity to in terms of the way your character is and your personality? Or should we do it for each other? Let's do it mm. for each other. Let's do it for each other. All right. Do you know what? I can remember the characters, but I can't remember the, I can't the rem I remember the names, but I can't remember which name is for who. Okay. If you describe them. All right. Um, I'll you. I'm the blue one. The leader? I yeah. think you're. I think you're Mikey, the orange one. Michelangelo. Uh. Michelangelo, he was the... Mikey, Mikey is the one. He has very, he has braces, and yeah. he's like a bit oh, funny, and like, he was kind of always like kind of energetic. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think yeah. that's Amara. Okay, I'll I take it. I'll take it. And he was the one who was like, "Oh, Broski." Yeah, bro yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's Amara. Yeah, no, I hear that. I hear that. Um, Tyler, I think, is Leonardo. <laughs> <laughs> Why, man? No, Leonardo comes into his own. <laughs> 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 It's because you got no riz in <laughs> No, no, no. It's not about the riz. Leonardo does have riz, though. Uh, He's got that kind riz. <laughs> got He's that. got that prolonged exposure riz. you got to be around him for a long time. <laughs> and then you kind of get it. Mm. No, no, no. Not about that. Not about the riz. More just like, I can imagine if, say the three of us plus Jordan were like the teenage mutant. Oh, Jordan's definitely Donatello. Oh, the um, the one with the headphones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and the glasses. <laughs> no, I was gonna like say the four of us were all like superheroes, for example, and then we had like all our special abilities or whatever. I can imagine you would be the one who would like can like plan and tell us. Like even with the podcast, you're you kind of like you you're the one who kind of pushes the vision kind of thing. It's right? actually quite funny because also the um. Like, you know, at the start where he's like trying to be all cool and stuff and they're like laughing at him because he's taking it too seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's also that is also of, like yeah. the podcast. <laughs> that's also how I am a bit. <laughs> to be fair, I you're mean, right. Jordan are just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're Raphael though, the red one. The red one. Yeah, what he's kind of just like, like. Oh, <laughs> He was like lifting the car. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely you. That's definitely yeah, no, I hear it. I do hear it. I do that, hear it. That's perfect then if Amara is Michelangelo, Jordan's Donatello. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Look at us. Yeah, TMNT in the building right <laughs> now, man. But no, I, I think it was so good, man. It was so good. Like, I'd give that like a strong... I think the only bit actually which I wrote down, which I said was a bit... Mm, it was a bit corny when the humans started helping them. This is something I wanted to talk about. It's cool, but it feels like they're doing too much and overly trying to send a message. They're trying to send a message too much. Where it's like, we get it, but you didn't need to do that. And also... What is it that, you, what is it that message that you think they're trying to send? Just like, oh yeah, we can all help each other and stuff. But We accept I, the turtles now. Yeah. But I also think it was a bad message actually in the, the underlying part of it was bad because it all it's basically saying is media. Media controls public perception, which is not false, but it's also just a bit like, so we all accept people when everyone, when they're portrayed to do something. I think, right? it's, I think it's accurate. I think it's accurate, but I don't know if it's the type of message you want to send to kids. I see. I, but I think it was, because I also wrote down, it's also interesting to see how how quickly humans change based on what the news yeah. is saying mm. but it's true as well so and it's a bit scary well the reason i was like kind of an eye roll because it's always oh we're all from new york and they're all banding oh. together as like and new york and... yeah they're like, oh yeah we're... don't do that to my girl. you mess with one of us you mess with all of us kind yeah, of thing yeah, it's just yeah, a bit like just shouting and all <sighs> rubbish. Rubbish. It's just like, oh we love our city <laughs> 
But we're like that with London now. Yeah, yeah, but not in the same but way. But you see it in movies. Like, you know in Spider-Man 1, when Spider-Man's getting like bullied, like, and they start throwing things off yeah. the bridge, and they literally say, you mess with one of us, you mess with all yeah. of us. Like, they, New York New York people love it. Yeah. Or well, Hollywood love portraying New York. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's it, man. But no, I just think it was a bit too much when the humans were getting invo- involved. It reminded me of actually um, Endgame when they were passing the the serum from one uh, person to another, like yeah. with the, the gauntlet. gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Pardon me, when like Black Panther had it, Spider-Man had it. It also reminds me of Amazing Spider-Man 2 when all the cranes line up and he can like swing on over to Oscorp. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. New York again. And that's New York. Oh, let's call the guys with the cranes. <laughs> it's just a bit like it wasn't even like the message you're trying to send in terms of acceptance and all of that it was more like just, just ugh, for the sake of New, New York. York it's for the sake of New York New honestly. York <laughs> New York he needs to squeeze in a bit of singing in every episode we do this guy man that's, from, Madag- that's from Madagascar <laughs> great vocals what a great film that is we should do a review on that film that's a good film that is. do you like Madagascar of course I it's do. a modern classic yeah it is a classic that I would rewatch. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I was gonna say, oh, sugar, honey, iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> Ratings out of ten? Five. I'm throwing it out there. Whoa! You're not even using decimals, man. Come on. <laughs> okay. Respect, respect you're just, the respect. crop. Okay. You're just doing it for. You're, you're just I'm just being petty at this point. No, you're just doing five for just for a, for a statement piece. No, actually, okay. If I actually think about it, everything included, it's a good six point five. Okay. Yeah. I'm giving it seven point six. Seven. Yeah, okay, seven point eight, I think. Okay, nice. Sorry, I'm just in shock. No, no, no. Uh, I think I can eight. I give it an eight. Wow, really? I think I give it an eight. Have you rated anything else an eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, things, okay. Things get high, way higher than eight. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Any more for any more? TMNT. On to the last film, then. Lads. Oh, the better of them all. The equalizer. The best or the better. Oh, wow. Ooh, probably the best. It was good. It was really good. The Equalizer 3. We missed like the first 10 minutes as well. Yeah, we I were know. Late. We did get we that. We were late. eating food and we were late. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it, surprisingly simple to follow, actually. Yeah. Not that hard. And it went really quickly as well. Yeah. This movie, I kept saying I, that. I do have to say it did. Like, at it the did end, I was like, oh. I, I haven't seen any. I knew nothing about Equalizer before going today yeah. Yeah. this movie. And I thought they just spent so much time. Oh, just walking around this Italian city. Like, <laughs> I get they're trying to build that. The people are nice, and he's finally finding peace. I don't know what his. It must have been some kind of tortured past he's had or whatever. He's finally like actually finding a place that he enjoys and all of this kind of thing as well. Obviously, he's a fantastic actor, so I can't take yeah. that away from him. I do think I had pacing issues with this movie though. Like, a long, long, long while was spent just. Oh, these people are so nice, and it's a lovely place to be. I get it. You can do it in twenty minutes though. You don't mm. need to do it in. An, what probably an hour they spent doing no, no 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 sure no. come on it wasn't man. an hour come on man so I built uh, because even through though. they were doing it they were still like pushing the plot yeah it's the, true the mafia but oh the lady saying you, th- you'll nearly get there when he's walking up the <laughs> stairs oh they gave me a fish for free this little girl's cute like <laughs> I, I, we get it I, everyone's nice I think it definitely did feel quite different to the other Equalizer films Okay. It was a lot slower than the other one. And there wasn't... This one followed a more linear... Some guy lost his pension in a lift and then he traced that money back to these cyber people. The bad people are bad. You know they're bad yeah. for the whole time. Then he no... traced them there, killed them all. Then he traced them to... Where were they? Ilamonte. Alamonte? I can't remember the name of the town. But it's, it was... It's a place in Sicily. Yeah, a place in, yeah, in Sicily. And then he mashed up the mafia there. Whereas in the like first two, there's less kind of a linear plot. Like it's more he's just kind of going. Like there's a linear plot which is running through the whole film. But then he has like these little side quests where he'll just be kind of going somewhere, see something happen, mash the people up. <laughs> but it's not really important to the right, right, the right. main thing, which I do enjoy about the first two. And so it, I was kind of hoping there was just going to be a bit more like that. But this one was more kind of centered around just him versus the mafia. Where, yeah. Whereas the other ones, it's like he fights like um, corrupt cops and then he kind of, you leave that and then you kind of go off somewhere else. Are they normally set in America? Yeah, all in America. So this was the first one. I think they captured the Italy kind of the, well, Sicily kind of vibe. And I think a well. good way they did that was pretty much half the movie was Italian. Yeah. Yeah. 
which I respected a lot. And the screening we were in was actually a subtitled screening for the whole movie as well, which you wouldn't really recognize because so much of the movie was in Italian, but all the English yes. was also subtitled. I didn't really, I didn't even yeah. recognize that. When I was booking the tickets, I saw it. I was like, oh, weird, but My, yeah, that's whatever. Kind of thing. Wait, so the non-subtitled would have been Italian? No, the obviously the Italian oh. would be subtitled. <laughs> I was going to say. But it's, what I'm saying is... We would have been so, I would have been so vexed if yeah, I... There's no way, because <laughs> you can't enjoy it. <laughs> but no, yeah. Yeah, I I think that was a, a good way that they captured the kind of Italian vibe. 100%. To be fair, I haven't watched the other ones, but I understand. I feel like the pacing was slower here because... Is showing his retirement yes. kind of space. Like it's trying to show. Talk he, about it. <laughs> he's trying to show like he's in retirement. He's supposed to be enjoying this peace and tranquility. And then this mobster family has come to. And they're just causing havoc. Literally ruin his peace. And he's forced. Like he doesn't want to do this. He has to go to church, ask for permission. We joked. <laughs> yeah. Ask God yeah. for permission. Because he went to church and he was kind of on his knees yeah. praying just before like, he went and matched them I don't want to do this. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a cool scene though. That's got like waiting. Yeah. yeah. And there were some really cool moments where he's mm. mashing them up and then you've got the blood kind of yeah. um, seeping oh. through on the Virgin Mary kind of stained glass window where it's almost like, because she's, I guess, in Catholic culture, the or Catholic, in the Catholic religion, she's seen as the kind of the most pure kind of that yeah. kind of thing. But now the blood is tainting her as he's spilling blood, but he doesn't really want to do it. So that was a great... Yeah. yeah. Um, Some of the imagery was really imagery. powerful. Mm. And then also showing the funeral just before, like, as the person was getting killed was that really cool. Was epic. So essentially, you know where the fireworks were, and they were all kind of dressed in black. Yeah, at the very end. At the very oh, end. Oh yes, that's yes, yes. that funeral that running yes. alongside oh, yeah, yeah, before yeah, yeah. he'd even died. That's cool. yeah. was so because when that first happened, I remember. I, I didn't realize that was a funeral. I thought it was just like a cultural event of some kind. I, I think, feel like it was, I think it was a funeral. funeral. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. it was a funeral. So because at first I was like, "What is this?" I said to Mara, and then she was like, "I think it's the funeral." For, for the person right. who we knows about to die. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. And then they were running it kind of. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Exactly. And then obviously because he was like this big crime. I think that's why they did the fireworks for him because he was supposed to be this big person. In mm. but because mm. you could see at the end as well, the kid kind of smiled. Yeah. She kind of smiled when it happened, but everyone else was looking very solemn. Mm. So I think it was supposed to be like. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they captured the vibe of Sicily really well, mm. and. I want to go. I want to visit. They yeah. sold. I think, I think it was so cool. Yeah. It's like a travel agent ad. Exactly. <laughs> Come to see You want to go hang out with the mafia? <laughs> also, well, the they're gone now. <laughs> then Washington has taken <laughs> them all out. It's all safe exactly. now. It's free. The all the nice people can keep being <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, exactly. And get free fish. Why are you rolling around? It's just... It's just uh, honestly, these movies aren't they're not for, for me. You. Yeah. Wow. I, I get it. I do get it. I do get it. And I see why it's nice and everything, but it's just a bit like, it's not, and I know I've, I've just said, I love a movie about a bunch of uh, turtles who fell in some ooze, <laughs> but I was just going to say, it doesn't feel real. And like, obviously Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it, it's like, obviously this isn't real. Whereas but you feel like this, they're, they're this trying to like, portray it, as. It could be very much a real world. It, well, it is set in the real world, in a real place. And it's about real things and the mm. mafia and all of this kind of thing. To me, it needs to be a bit more real, like realistic in the sense of even the way they portray the villagers and stuff. Like, yes, there's nice places in the world, but not everyone's going to be everything. Everyone does is just so nice. And but they're not going to show. They're only going to show the nice things. Yeah. They're not going to just show the average person walk because then you'd complain about the pacing even more. Where it's just showing <laughs> him just <laughs> you know someone I mean? stealing the bike. Yeah. Or just like, just walking past it. But not average, but maybe yeah. even some of the villagers are a bit morally grey and they're like tipping off the mafia and stuff out of not being forced to do so. Oh, okay. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I mean, the argument could be put that it's a small community. So they've been forced to come together out. I get it. I yeah. get it. I do get it. But do you, like, obviously they're trying to drive the point home that everyone's yeah. nice here. But it. you can do it in a way it's like, we get it, but it's a bit more real. I get mm. it. I think... Yeah, I think just for me personally, I liked it. I think it was a very different type of film to the first two Equalizers, but it felt feels like a nice rounding off. Yeah, it's quite a like expected. It wasn't many twists. It was quite kind of just yeah, kind of yeah. you just follow the plot through. But it was an enjoyable one. Like you leave. I I do hope they don't make a fourth one because I think this is yeah. A nice he's found place. peace. Yeah. I, I definitely felt this was a natural end for him. I haven't seen the other ones, but I definitely yeah. felt this would have been what it looks like a natural end for him. Um, 
and I, I'm not gonna lie, some of the action scenes are pretty pretty cool. That's what I was gonna say, mate. Like the way he was is it, and the way it was quite graphic as yeah. well. I think really you'll like the first. Like if that you like that, you'll like the first. Like two. when he popped the guy's oh. bone out. And, oh, you turned. You turned your. I had to close my eyes because he he bent his elbow the opposite way, yeah. isn't it? So that <laughs> bone kind of came up. That's, the skin. that's amazing. Oh. And he what. I loved about the first Equalizer, which made me watch the second one, and why I love this <laughs> one is just because he's he's so calm. Mm. He's so calm. He's like he's so calm. Where everyone's ca- like the scene in the restaurant, I think epitomizes that. Where oh, the guy so he's like pressing into he's his pressing nerve. into his nerve, and he's like and he's like talking. He's almost giving him a biology lesson <laughs> where he's like like talking about the pain levels this is level two but mm. if i press hard like this there's level three pain you don't want to see level four and you don't want to see level four because you're gonna yeah. like you're gonna poo yourself in this and even at the at the end when he kills the big big bad mm. and he's like singing <laughs> over his body as he's crawling away and all of this yeah that, that's that's like yeah. very this guy is experienced and he knows yeah. what he's doing kind of thing that's really cool and then yeah. like when um he's like um what what we're currently he's like what we're currently doing is pain compliance so your brain <laughs> wants to do something but your body is screaming for something else yeah so when i tell you to put the gun on the table that's what you're gonna do so can you please put the gun on the table slowly <laughs> so like, polite <laughs> and there's even the, the way he interacts with everyone not even like yeah. even when he was talking to the cia agents and was all, hilarious it's just like <laughs> i'm clearly the I'm, I'm just ahead of one step ahead of everyone here kind yeah. of thing and I yeah I like that about him a lot it's a good quality yeah, really and then when he was on the phone to the CIA agent for the first time he called her buddy and <laughs> but she called him buddy he's like who call. is this and he's like oh just passing through yeah but yeah. um <laughs> and then he asked her a few questions which she then goes and asks and then they end up solving the case through those questions yeah yeah, yeah. as if he already knew from the beginning and stuff yeah. and then yeah I think it was so so and I think I think if we had watched maybe, if we had been there from the first scene, I think that last scene with the pension would have meant more. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm assuming we would have seen yeah, 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 yeah. the yeah. interaction of them losing the pension. The CIA agent, I think, tried to bring an energy that was similar to him in like, uh, I'm one step ahead. I kind Failed. Of, I know what's scene. going on. But I think that was the uh, point of it though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose. I think that was the point they was did what they for her. Because obviously he was like, oh, you. this is probably your first mission. You've been mm. in the job for two years. Coming like Sherlock. Like yeah. telling yeah, 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 her yeah. whole life story. <laughs> yeah. So I think the point was that she was, but I know you were getting annoyed by her. Like, but I think it's, yeah, like, it's intentional. Why, it's like, oh, what's man, the point you're not, you're not, you're not. You think you're like his level, but you're yeah. just not. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, did I think this was better than Blue Beetle? I'm battling. I'm battling. I don't know. Because this, yeah, this has a different aura. It's very Completely calm. Different. Very calm, but like beautiful. Absolutely beautiful ba- battle scenes. And has less humour. A lot less humour. But yeah. was still funny in its own way. If you find humour in mm. some of his like little... Denzel's dry humour yeah. was very good. So very, it's more dry. Funny. So exactly. it's, it's not like laugh out loud. No, no, yeah. no, no. So it's a completely different film. So I'm it's like a witty humor. <laughs> exactly. It's, I'm back. Oh no, this humor. one really made me laugh. Like <laughs> it's it's his smile. Yeah. Like, there's something about it when he smiles. <laughs> oh no! When he said, "Oh, you're gonna take a picture in three, two, two one, one," and he turns and smiles. And he smiles for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. No, it's good. It was, good. It, it was, really it was good. a good movie. The, and the, yeah, like I said, the visceral graphic imagery in the fighting scenes and mm. the powerful religious imagery as well. Imagery mm. as well was, was and good. Like that kind of that side of the world with like Sicily and Italy, I think, are good with the like even the sculptures mm. in yeah. some of the rooms yeah, where yeah, yeah. it felt almost like Rome kind mm. of and that kind of era like I grandiose think, sculptures yeah and you know the sculptures of like caesar you would see yeah, where yeah. they're white and marble yeah i think yeah. those are so cool and then having those in the homes and it just blood on them and yeah. i think it was just very beautiful it felt like i was in that it felt like i was at, in that part of the world yeah, yeah. for sure uh, yeah it was a good movie i just have incredible not, yeah. incredible pacing issues with it as well like there were so much dead space as well you know, <laughs> oh, he's running up the we're, stairs. we're walking to our car we're walking someone into the car we're putting them in the car we're driving our cool suvs down the road <laughs> like okay great we, we don't need to see you we're driving That's our fair. bikes the whole biking thing i thought they were gonna die at that point but yeah they were oh, just you, dri- you feel like there's gonna be an actual oh we're just driving from a to b <laughs> oh okay that's fair sure that's, i guess but we've wasted two minutes that's fair 
watching you drive your cool bikes. My only thought of that was like, oh, it's a bit dangerous driving your motorbikes <laughs> on pebble on like the pebble coast. <laughs> that was my only thought during that part. So. I'm, I'm sure I, they I, weren't thinking. <laughs> no. I get it. I do get it. Yeah. The, pay, the pacing is a fair point. Yeah, yeah. I'd give it like a strong like 7.2, I think, equaliser. 7.5 for me. Equaliser 3. 7.5, yeah, solid. I'm thinking now because I rated Blue Beetle 6.4. And I'm saying this is my worst movie. Yes, below I have them. to put it below it, but I don't think it be- deserves to be less than six point four. So I'll put it on the same on par with six point four. Oh. Okay. Um, so you've got one and two twos then, in terms of yeah, the level joint well. second, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This was a really fun day, though. It was. I enjoyed myself. Like, I really enjoyed three movies. Today. I've never done three. I was, so, back, t- back, I was back. so tired, but I think talking about it now and like debriefing because we didn't really do any debriefs yeah. doing them too like oh let's save it for pod but I'm, I'm like nah today the films were good like I actually want to watch all three of them again yeah. must be nice <laughs> <laughs> let's shoot for four movies next time man. Yeah. if we weren't recording I think we could have oh yeah, yeah very easily we could have spaced them out more yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if we weren't recording we could easily that's a heavy one though. <laughs> everyone's like deep sighing <laughs> and we've all seen it we've all seen yeah. it yeah and the thing is we all like unanimously Loved agree that's it. an amazing movie oh, amazing. but it's just it requires a lot it's like you watch that movie and you only watch one movie for the yeah. day like, if we were going to watch that I had already said the film I'm sleeping in is Oppenheimer yeah. I already knew I was, <laughs> if we were going to do it I would have slept in Oppenheimer yeah, yeah. I've already it requires watched it. a lot of brain energy Oof. and power yeah, to intense. watch it I would have yeah. woken up during bits and oh yeah great yeah. quite sleep like I did in team huh like I did in TMNT huh hmm? huh nice yeah. anytime <laughs> here all week not here next week. <laughs> Getting you out next week. Honestly. Yeah, Shout out of here. Jordan's back. We need our Jordan. Uh, we Honestly. Need him back. On that note. Yeah. On that note. We'll see you next time. See I'll you see then. you guys next time. Huh? Yeah, yeah. We'll see yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Bye next week, yeah. yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 See you soon, Jordan. <laughs>